Hello and welcome to Right First Time, the podcast all about quality brought to you by the CQI Next Generation Network. I'm your host, Lee Wood. Our topic today is quality inspection and I've got the perfect guest to discuss this with. Sean Hanlon's a member of the NGN and a process inspector for Fowles Group in Glasgow. So Sean, let's begin by discussing your background in the profession because it's actually been quite a good journey for you with your company clearly supporting and contributing to your career choice. Tell the listeners about your pathway into quality. Sure. Um, actually, I applied for an apprenticeship when I was 17 years old, and uh, that's how I got into the defence and aerospace industry. During that time, I got experience of testing electronic circuits, doing PCB design as well. Um, I was also put through a, a HNC in electronics, did that at college on a day release basis, and that was sponsored by the company. Um, so too was the Lean Six Sigma green belt training I got as well, so that was quite good. Towards the end of my apprenticeship, I was actually seconded into inspection, and I, I actually really enjoyed it. It was something I, I kind of developed a passion for, um, and I guess that's why I got offered a role as a process inspector. During that time, I've had experience of working on multi-million pound projects, engaging with some of our key suppliers and hosting some of our biggest customers for conducting FAI activities, FATs. I've also been really fortunate enough to be granted a university sponsorship place. I'm studying mechanical electronic systems engineering at Glasgow Caledonian. I go one day a week. Just finished third year. I'm looking to move into my honours year just now want to start my dissertation and I'm potentially looking at doing a, a vendor rating system and a supplier improvement plan so fingers crossed hope that it goes okay but ideally I really want to move into quality engineering or potentially supplier engineering so we'll see how that goes and that's the story of my life as they say so no sure I mean what what's really good about that is is you're working for a company that identifies the need to support and bring through young quality yeah. professionals, and, and it's so refreshing to see because the average age of a quality professional is quite a lot older than that. So it's great that they are encouraging the younger generation. Yeah, I just wish more companies would, where graduates and apprentices make you know secondments into quality you know essential and you, you know what I mean you you might like it you might not you know what I mean but there's no harm in trying I mean it worked for me so no absolutely I mean I started my apprenticeship when I was 20 as a chemical engineer and it was only because there's a quality module in that that I was actually exposed to it all right. um, I didn't actually go through any quality apprenticeships mm-hmm. at all so yeah, it's really good to see, as I say, a company that is identifying that it is needed and they can put you through that training. They're willing to put you through that training and that level of education as well because they've obviously invested quite heavily in you as a professional. Yeah, and it's, it's really encouraging. You know what I mean? That you're, you're just so fortunate to just, you know, have something like that. I mean, a lot of guys will go to university full-time and no harm to them, but you end up with a lot of kind of student debt or whatever. It's great to have a company that, you know, invest the money and time in you. And the great thing about it is there's loads of engineers that can help you. You're you're never stuck, you know? Yeah, absolutely. No, absolutely. So, um, Sean, I want to move on to my next question for you. Obviously, one of the key metrics for any business is process performance measurement. Mm-hmm. Um, and in order to measure the performance of your process, you need to extract data from it. 
and arguably the most important data is going to be deliverable through inspection. Yeah. So what kind of data do you collate in your job? Well, when I did my, my lean training, I found it really useful, but see the statistical process control, it was hard to relate it to my work because, you know, some of the products and services are just so highly complex and there's a lot of variation in what you're doing. So it's not like you're a car manufacturer, you know, so how do you how do you take SPC and relate it to the work you're doing? You know yourself, Lee, we discussed before, things in this industry are kind of black and white, you know what I mean? You don't really get grey areas. It's either mm. good enough or it's not. Um, and, you know, in defence, that's the approach you've got to take. I mean, yeah. you can still take a lean approach, but you, using SPC is, is really hard. Um, no, I, I completely agree. As you say, as we've discussed before, we're, we're, we're almost in the same sort of industries. Yeah. Um, where it is black and white, it's pass or foul, go or no go. Um, mm-hmm. For you specifically, it's you're talking about people's lives. It's critical, isn't it? So, yeah. so it does have to be as black and white as that. Mm-hmm. And but I mean, I do do collect data. If I'm looking at a part, I can check the history of it to see, you know, kind of what what problems have I had with it. Is it good? Is it usually bad? You know what I mean? And I can adjust, you know, the inspection intensity on that. And ask myself, do I need to be more stringent? Can I give a bit more slack? You know, so I mean, things like that are good. And you know, I really stress the importance of working in a integrated team. I mean, I communicate with engineers, buyers, planners, management technicians, and you know, having that good communication between a well-integrated team actually keeps you really competitive. And uh, I try and have that relationship with my suppliers as well. You know, it's all about sharing information. You know, that that gives you helps you in good stead, you know what I mean? It's... Oh yeah, absolutely. I mean, having that rapport between departments certainly helps and it helps to create the right kind of synergy where everybody's on, on the same page. Mm-hmm. And it's something that you really need. I'm a quality engineer and as part of that I do inspections and I can answer how frustrated people can be when they've been manufacturing the goods. And then you just come along and you can just say, actually, no, this is no good when they've been working really hard on it. Uh So having that rapport and the right kind of relationship with the other departments is critical to Uh an inspector's role, isn't it? No, you're spot on, Lee. Yeah, definitely. One of the other things that we wanted to talk about today as well is obviously the overall goal is to reduce variability within your process. When you do that, in turn, it will reduce defects and be a catalyst for process performance measurement. How do you control variation within your process, especially if it's as black and white as pass and foul? Well, I'm at the coalface. I'm the one actually looking at the product, so I can see whether it's meeting requirements or not. And if it's not, I can actually you know, be more stringent. Honestly, I lose a bit of trust with the supplier, but there's opportunities there to, you know, develop them, recover it. Um, through source inspection activities, you, you'll actually get a flavour of what a company's like, the way they operate, how how efficient the processes are. So, I mean, those are, those are good things to, to gauge. We actually identify our products with a QS flag, which is a, it stands for quality surveillance, and therefore products that are you know, really critical to quality. They are really important and they require 100% inspection. Quite often we'll actually do source inspection in them because by the time it's actually arrived at the company, you know, it's too late. So are you part of the process when establishing a quality criteria for the customer? 
I think the, the standards are so high in the defence and aerospace industry that the, the company actually take a really good initiative to keeping you know external failure costs really low. So often, quite often, the customer doesn't really have to dictate um, what type of inspection needs to be done. The company invests a lot of time uh, and money in appraisal costs. So that's like doing supplier ratings and a lot of audits. You know, they also invest a lot of time and money in prevention costs, which is like, uh, you know, training guys, making sure they're working to the right standards and doing the inspection activities. But it's, it's, it's funny you mention that. It's like... Um, one of our customers, one of our biggest customers actually, based in Japan, they come over and do a source inspection on us. And the culture over there is that they do 100% inspection on everything, which is just something in the Western world. We don't we don't exercise that, but because our customers doing that, we've got to do the same uh, prior to presenting it to them. It's not necessarily wrong, it's just a different method of doing things, so that's a this situation where we need to up our game. So, I mean, you mentioned, you just mentioned about um, you, you work to quite high standards. Which standards do you work to? Um, well, I mostly do electrical and electronic inspections. So, the two main standards I work to are IPC 610 and 620. Um, I usually have to go on a, a training course every two years uh, to make sure I'm certified for that. But that, you know, that's like our Bible, you know what I mean? That's what um, we work to. Okay, so next thing I want to discuss with you is, see, within a manufacturing environment, typically three major points of inspection take place. So we have goods inwards, in-process inspection, and finished goods inspection. So which of these are you accountable for? Um, I've actually got experience of all of them. Currently I'm in goods receiving, and a lot of that, as I mentioned, is quality surveillance activity and source inspections so really i'm engaging quite a lot with the supplier you know um, and that's different from finished goods where i mean honestly the pressure's on in that department it's it's like you're the goalkeeper for the team you know you get the last look before presenting it to the company so so you say that you're you're working with the supplier do you find that you have a good working relationship with them because typically quality only gets involved with suppliers or customers when when something's gone wrong and we're there to to correct it or put corrective actions in place. I actually have a really good relationship with my suppliers. It's actually like they're, it feels like they're colleagues. If I get something in and I want to, to query it, I actually just lift the phone and it's like, how are you doing? Um, can I just ask about this, that, whatever? And it's you know having that relationship I think is you know really beneficial rather than you know not communicating with your supplier you know we're gonna get into you when you supply bad stuff you know what I mean it's it's it shouldn't be like that it should really just have a a good continuous flow of information you know get comfortable with each other that's what it's all about you know absolutely I think that's um one of the biggest mistakes of a quality professional is is when they only interact with the customers or suppliers. Mm. when something bad has gone wrong you know i feel there's no harm even in courtesy courses to see how the quality of products are to the suppliers or 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 the customers it is a good thing to do exactly yeah you mentioned in process as well i've got experience of that so that's kind of looking at various stages of the build and just ensuring things are on track a key part of that is you're not actually communicating with suppliers or your customer, you should really be communicating with the guys that's doing the job, the technicians. So the kind of same applies. Having a good rapport with them is will be really beneficial. Absolutely. 
Okay, so my last question to you, Sean, is obviously there's several approaches for inspection that are commonly applied in industry. So Mm. from no inspection to spot checks to 100% inspection, which we've already touched on, and also acceptance sampling, which we've spoken about before as well. Um, So how do you establish what type of inspection to apply to a particular process? Does it come from your customers or... Is there something where you think we're getting quite a high reject rate on this, so we're going to put in a more stringent inspection plan? Yeah, I mean, I'll, I'll tend to do a 100% inspection on where, where critical parts, you know what I mean? Being in the defence and aerospace industry, you know, there's quite a lot of them, so uh, they require, you know, full attention. Also, if I'm receiving new products or I'm engaging with new suppliers, I'll automatically go on at 100% because I... I need to build that trust with them. And once I've built that trust and that's been established, I can move on to sampling and reduce the intensity of my inspection. Uh, and I do that just to just to ensure the quality is consistent and the process is stable. And I suppose spot checking and sampling are kind of the same, I would imagine. And for, for doing no inspection, there needs to be real consistency in what I'm receiving. And I've seen it for a long time. And I really trust the supplier and I know what I'm getting. Also, I would say Category C items, uh, the low end of that, they would automatically just come into the, the company as well. So, yeah, I mean, that's how, that's how I sort of differentiate the, the products anyway. That's really good. I mean, certainly in my industry, what we tend to do is we will start off with 100% inspection on parts and then obviously we assess it through our output and our reject rates. So because we're a service industry, we have an internal reject rate of 5% and under. We can start going to spot checks, and anything above that we will keep at between 50 to 100% inspection. Right. Okay, so that's been us talking about quality inspection. Um, with me today has been Sean Hanlon. Um, thank you very much for your time today, Sean. You've been great. Oh, just thank you very much for having me on the show. Well, that's all from us today. But if you would like to feature on one of our podcasts, you can get in touch with us via our website at www.cqingn.org. Or you can send us a message on Twitter at CQINGN. Thank you.